Welcome everyone to Authentic Conversations. We're so happy to have you here again this week. We are back, Amarelis and... Susan. Hello, Susan. Good and morning. Good morning. <laughs> Love this weather. I'm loving this morning. I'm loving this day. And I can't wait to get into conversations. So we are on the third law. So two... This is our third video. We're going through the first video we did. If you have not seen it, please go back to Law of Wantness. Then we had a conversation about the Law of Vibration. And today we are talking about the Law of Correspondence. And all of these conversations are also followed with, first, there's a meditation to them. So if you want to, whichever way you feel comfortable, but after the meditations, if you have some questions, Susan and I are coming back to authentic conversation and having a little talk where we kind of break down a little bit more of what she's talking about in these beautiful meditations. Thank you again, Susan, for your time on Thursdays. I love it. It's awesome. And, you know, it's just so nice to be able to be present with people who are looking to be present. And I think that that's so important right now while things are um, changing so much, you know, everything's always changing, but right now things are, you know, changing so rapidly and, and you know, it's, it's um, very different than the, um, you know, that kind of lethargic settled in life that we had. So, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. Wow. Change, law of vibration. And am I, am I matching this right? <laughs> Well, yes, yeah, so law of vibration is everything changes. Exactly, exactly. Law of oneness is everything is connected. And the law of correspondence is about communication. Communication with yourself. Yes. Ooh. So what came to mind, my favorite book, am I right by matching this with his four agreements? This is the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, Tip to my readers and watchers, for myself, I had a little bit of a hard time reading the intro to this book. It was a gift. It came to me. And when I first started reading it, I didn't understand it, Susan, so I kind of put it down. Oh, I always tell people, skip the intro, go to agreement number one, read one through four. There'll be some things in the agreements that make reference back to the intro, but it won't matter in the understanding of the agreements and then go back to the intro. And it's like, and you're like, okay, wow, what just happened? Because yes, people resist I, it, they put it down. I went back to it on my own another day, you know, I'm like looking at my library and I'm like, okay, what did, when did I get this book? It was a, a beautiful gift, a Christmas gift from someone that I love dearly. And agreement number two, which for me personally, uh, it was a, an interesting one to, to see is to not take things personal. Okay. And do you think that this is a match with what we're talking about here in the law of correspondence? Yes, in a lot of ways it is because um, what other people think and do is really none of our business. It's really about paying attention to our own business. We use other people as barometers or mirrors to help us better understand who we are, what we're thinking, how we're feeling. Um, 
And that's the part that needs to be recognized. Often, often if we're not at that point or at that level of understanding, we see others as, um, you know, competition or, um, you know, threatening or something we need in order to complete or uh, to, you know, feel whole or complete ourselves. But, you know, the truth is we are whole and complete and we know all of our own answers. We just have to take the pause, take the time, have the awareness to recognize that. So we take the thoughts, words, and actions of others personally until we realize that the thoughts, words, and actions of others are their business. And if we're paying attention to their business, then there's something inside us that needs to be paid attention to. So I feel that with, for me, my experience was like the older I got, the more I sort of started feeling that I was taking things more personal. When I was younger, I sort of like just went with this dream. I just, like I knew I wanted to be an actress. Um, middle school, no, nobody, no guiding me. I didn't care whether I had guidance or not. Like I just went, found the right people, learned a monologue, didn't even know what that was, audition for LaGuardia, like put myself out there with no fear. Mm. And I think that as you, the younger that you are, right? Like you're fearless. Like when I learned to drive at 28, I was like, oh my God, I wish I did this when I was younger because now I'm so tense. Okay. Because I can think about the fact that this metal piece can do so much. Just all of these self-imposed pressures. Because right. honestly, there's no difference between the 15-year-old you and the you of now. The only difference is how you approach you. Right. You know, it's the it's the fears and limitations, it's the um, obligations and responsibilities, but those are stories. You know, don't our kids, you know, we hold back because we want to stay safe for our mm -hmm. children, but don't our children deserve to see us step into our true light? Like, isn't that really demonstrating what you want? You know, you want them to step into their truest light or their most authentic self, but then we hold back for the fear of, honestly, it's the fear of dying. But the truth is no one gets out alive. So if we live with the fear of dying, then we're not really living. Yeah. We're not really living. So, so it's interesting. And, you know, you can see how it happens um, because you, you know, you get societalized into this, um, I don't know, programming or, uh, you know, you kind of lose yourself in the name of, um, saving or rescuing or keeping others safe yeah you lose yourself with the you know the responsibilities you have to pay bills you when you are younger you have more of the no responsibilities right. like this morning i'm looking at this beautiful squirrel as i'm doing the dishes and it's hanging off this branch like and the squirrel is bigger than the branch and i'm on the third floor so i'm looking like i'm already thinking of height right and this squirrel is just in his own or her own world like uh, looks down and I'm like oh my god did, did it just look down like yeah. I would have lost it but that's the human in us right like how we start putting all of these levels that makes us 
forget who we really are, what lights us up? Because for others, right? To what are people going to think? Or I'm this old, I don't have a child or I'm not married. What are people saying? Should or could. Oh, oh, two of the least favorite words in my um, vocabulary because should means that there's shame surrounding something else that you're supposed to be doing when the God's honest truth is you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing and you're growing through exactly what you need to grow through right now on your path to your most authentic self, right? And, you know, and and it's like, you know, should indicates that there was something in the past that you, um, that you didn't get right or that, you know, or something in the future that you're, um, that there's an expectation for. Um, takes us out of the present moment, Amaryllis, and like, what are we all about right now? Living right now. No, yes. If we're not so, living right now, we're not living. So anyway, law yes. of correspondence, sorry. Yes, no, back to that because you mentioned, okay, so things are not happening to you. They're happening for you. But when you're in the midst of that, Susan, and you you had all these plans and you have goals and you're going to do this and do that. And, and you get a flat tire. <laughs> and you get a flat tire and you can't get to where you think it's the most yeah. important place that you are supposed to, supposed to, or should be right now. You know what? That flat tire is a, is a, a test in patience. That flat tire is a redirection. That flat tire is take a deep breath, notice what you have control over, fix what you can and keep moving forward and keep moving forward. Do not let a flat tire on a you know day full of plans, right? Determine whether or not you're successful. Because, hey, in that moment, you're going to make arrangements to get that tire fixed, and that's success. And in that moment, you're going to take care of whatever needs to be taken care of, and you're going to make those phone calls, and you're going to, um, you know, explain what's happening, and, and you know, all of that's outside of your comfort zone, but that's success. And that fly tire is a, back to the oneness, right, where we're all connected, and whatever you feel comfortable with the universe, God, <clears throat> is you don't even know what, why this happened. Later on, you go home and you find out that five blocks down the road, an accident happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, that could have been me. Thank God for that flat tire. Oh, wait. Yes. 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 Everything is happening for me. Um, because also in, there's nothing in isolation. I mean, there's no experience that's all bad or no experience that's all good. You know, there, so it's the um, perspective on the experience. So if I can continue to say to myself, everything is happening for me, it's happening for me. It's happening for me. When I come against something that's challenging, I'm going to look for the aspects of it that are happening for me, as opposed to being, you know, stuck in the negative aspects of the experience. Like, okay, darn, flights delayed, makes a later night, you know? Eh, All right, all right, again, what can I do to control it? Nothing, so I can assume or I can, well, don't make assumptions, Don, 
Miguel Ruiz says, don't make assumptions. No assumptions. I but I can look at the storyline. I can create the storyline that helps me best. Okay, so the flight's delayed and I'm not gonna get there when I thought I was gonna get there. So that gives me a little bit more time to work on what I have right now in front of me. Okay, great. That gives me a little more time to take that nap. That gives me a little more time to rest or be present. That gives me a little more time to make that phone call to somebody that I haven't spoken to in a while. And, you know, I need to make that connection. So when is something as bigger than just a flight? When is something that you feel like it's very personal, whether it's a relationship or a project that you embark in uh, moving to a new place and then all of a sudden, you know, to another state and then all of a sudden it's like nonstop, like things that are happening and you're like, why didn't I just stay back? I should have just never moved or you know, if I fall in love again, am I going to go through the same thing? So what is a tip or help that you can guide us through this, Susan? Because it seems so easy. It, and I know. It's, it's simplistically complicated. It yes. really is. And I think that the first thing that I always ask myself is given the two alternatives, right? So when things, you know, because I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone big time and I'm, I'm relocating or I'm retiring or I'm, you know, whatever it is. Would I have grown if I had stayed where I was? Would I have grown in relationships? Would I have grown in, um, you know, exploring new frontiers? Would I, you know, would I have always wished that I had, taken advantage of that opportunity. So even though it brings nervous energy with it, again, we talk about the alignment of it. If it feels right and you move in that direction and doors are opening, if the doors are opening, doesn't mean it's the most comfortable situation you've ever been in, but you know, all in the name of growth, those doors are opening and you're able to step through them. That means that you're headed in a, in a direction that's creating growth. Okay. And just before we wrap things up, because time always flies, um, you said people and mirror images. Can we just talk a little bit about that and how do we reflect back what is not us? It's again back to the agreements, right? Like if somebody says you're beautiful or you're fat, that's their opinion. And you believe what you believe, you know, like you have to start feeling love with yourself. So I like to call it feeling from the inside out. Right. So on the outside, we get, we get hits and we get validations, right? So, so the hits are like, ouch, you know, a little, little pain body, a little, you know, a little punch, a little, whatever gut punch. Um, and the validations are kind of like, Hmm, okay. I knew that. I knew that. So, you know, not everybody is going to be, you know, in, um, in a position where it's all validation, right? That doesn't happen. So if it's a gut punch or it's, you know, something, you know, that someone is, is saying to you um, about your physical appearance or about an action you took or about a, you know, something that you spoke about, right? And they're not in alignment with you or they don't vibrate in the same place as you. Um, you cannot 
you cannot necessarily take it personal, but what you can do is reflect on why that was an ouch for you. So on the spectrum of feelings, right? You know, there's, there's, you know, high vibrational feelings, you know, where we're really aligned with all of the people around us and the actions we're taking and the, and the things that are going on. And there's, you know, low vibrations of, you know, jealousy and negativity and, you know, and so if it's a gut punch, you know, it's usually a lower vibrational energy, you know, and you're like, oh, why did that, you know, why did that push my button or why did that make me feel some sort of way? And there's your mirror, because it's not that that person said it, you know, if Amaryllis, if you were to say to me, you know, oh God, Susan, you look awful today, right? I have choices on the vibrational scale of energy. I can be like neutral, like whatever you say, doesn't matter to me, you know, it rolls right off. You must be having a bad day. You know, I can be vibrating so high that that's not even what I heard, or I can be in a place where, you know, there's some vulnerability and I have to ask myself, not be mad at you, Amaryllis, for saying that, but ask myself why that affected me so much. But what if somebody's like really loves you and sees you feeling looking sick or feeling, you know, or looking down and they come to you in concern? Is that also the same conversation we're having? So, so there's appreciation for other people who have a sense that they know what's going on with you, but also that's an opportunity for you to reflect that, you know, is that really how I'm feeling? Why is that the message that I'm putting out there? Right. You know, and what is it about me that needs to be further investigated or, mm. you know, uncovered that that's what I'm giving out? And, you know, it's situational again. So how you attach to what people say really depends on how you're feeling on the inside. Right. Because sometimes I feel like conversations or even with strangers are almost like messages, right? That are coming through. So sometimes it's like how you hear it and where you are, where you can have this conversation. Yesterday um, at work, I had this beautiful lady, I was talking to her and, you know, we always forget that we affect each other. Yes. <clears throat> she well, just asked me. Vibration, her energy yeah. and your energy are in the same field. Yeah. And she asked me about a skirt. I said, how does this make you feel? And she was so glued to the size of the skirt. Like, well, you know, I've lost weight. And so now I'm like really listening to the fact that she's very conscious of this. So I said, well, it, you know, I like it compared to the other size, but really our store is not about sizes. I think it's more about what do you feel good in? Forget the number and the tag. Yeah. So we kept looking for things and we've she's like I need this size and then she's like why don't you have this size out here like you know you have to you're constantly calling the back for the size to come back up and I said do you think you're the only one that's this size right now and she goes oh you're right so yeah the sizes are flying out the window right right but her perspective was yeah that- it was the other way Yes, yes. What that was that you only put twos and fours out because everybody's yeah. a two and four. Right. And you always have zeros. The tens, the tens and twelves are flying off the shelves because the average person is exactly. She said, "Well, you always have zeros in, in the store." And I said, "Why do you think we always have zero? How many zeros can be around here?" Yeah. I said, "And again, I'm a zero. And she looks at me, and I said, "But there's times that I'm a two, and there's times that I'm a four. I said because the person who created this material or this style 
is not thinking of just one body. It's it's just a number. Don't so the number, the, the attachment to the number is the lower vibration. Yes. Right? The being able to look in the mirror, whether it's a two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, and saying, you know what? I'm rocking this. Yes. And so I she put the pants on. Then of course it ended up being that she wasn't a 12, she was a 10. And this, you know, her, her whole posture and vibration change when she opened the door and she's like, oh my God, you are a genius. And I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I recommended these pants. But, but yeah, but the truth is you held space for her and you taught her a little bit more about, you gave her permission is what you did. And, you know, she just changed. You could see you could the feel way the she started to the way that she finished this shopping experience. Right. And sometimes in the simplicity of just working at J Crew, you think you're not changing or having, but it's all about the connections of oneness, mm -hmm. vibration that you bring to people and how you make them feel in this short interaction. Well, what happened was, let's bring it all back to law of correspondence, right? You were the mirror for her to detach from the numbers in the clothes. And once she was able to do that, once she could internalize it and understand it, then everything shifted. And that's the piece. That's, that's how we're mirrors. I mean, you know, I often say that, you know, I feel very fortunate to be in my job and to be doing what I'm doing, but I often say, all I am is a reminder, a reminder of things people already know. We yeah. already know these things, you know, on an intellectual level, we know this, but when our intellect doesn't match our emotion or the actions we take, you know, then we're not in alignment. So we're all mirrors or reflecting back to people or reminding them in some small way about who they really are. And that's the best part. Yeah. Best part about what we do. Yes. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, please come back. Um, subscribe. You know what to do on YouTube. We're not really going to remind you too much about this. Share the love. If you love what we're talking about, if you have any questions, reach out to us, put it in the comments, tell us what other topics. Right now, we definitely are going to finish these 12 laws, but we will have other things coming up. Um, and please visit us on Thursday nights if you can. Yes, uh, DM, PM, email, reach out somehow, you know, find us on the YouTube channel, send me a message. If you want to join us on Thursday nights, just need an email and, um, you know, appreciate the little interruptions or pauses here on the internet because that's what it's all about. It's authentic. You know, here we are. Unstable internet. I love it. <laughs> so it's, it's all the vibration working for is us. so good. It's like it can't handle it. It's like wait, wait. <laughs> all working for us. So anyway, enjoy the rest of your day. Always, always. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Bye bye.